the return of the Max. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia. With me is the Welsh, who's a little red from being outside little. in the sun yesterday. A little bit. You got to reapply. Well, she got to reapply. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, you see what I mean, and that's a Fantasy Pros MLB, where you could subscribe. We are growing every single day. We got videos dropping. We got podcasts. We got everything. We also have a Max Scherzer return to baseball last night we're going to talk about some uh refresh of the top 10 prospects in baseball i want to get mr prospect himself mr prospect one's opinions on that we've got betting we've got dfs we've got everything welsh how the hell are you my friend i'm doing good pretty good mm. see this little scorpion that's right up here i'm almost the same color i did not realize <laughs> i was uh out celebrating multiple birthdays going head to head with snakes and uh just a foot away from the sun but otherwise i'm good just Joe. a foot away from the sun just yes it's a uh, you know I, and you know i keep reminding everybody you don't have to live in these places where there's you know 120 degree weather where there's no water where there's scorpions and things like this. It's the same goes for the people who live in these places where it snows for, I don't know, six months and they can't get out of their house. You don't have to live like this, folks. You you can move around. But, it's a lot easier. To your point, though, you, you would start centralizing everybody to like three or four states. You're like, you don't have to live in the really hot. You don't have to live in the really cold. There's not many more states that don't kind of encompass that. Like by Montana, by East Coast, you're going to put people in like California I don't even know where else you would like what I feel like all these places. Well, what about like Oklahoma and Nebraska and all those states that I can't identify in a map because they all look the same to me. Doesn't it feel like 10 people live there? I'm sure that we can we can put a Starbucks there and people will move. We'll get some (laughs) like that South Park episode where we get some LaCroix. Uh, LaCroix or whatever the hell that's that seltzer is. LaCroix. That they, they I like that you like. assume there's no Starbucks in Oklahoma right now. That actually is my favorite thing of the day. You're like, we'll modernize that old state there, that old Oklahoma. We'll get them. <laughs> oh, yes. I see my cousin Donnie, of course. Our cousin Donnie, the show's cousin, is in the chat today, which is very nice. And yes, I'm wearing a fancy shirt. I Donnie. had to do TV this morning. So there you go. By the way, yeah, very this fancy. is this is before we get to baseball. One last thing. Um, I had a Manscaped shirt for my cousin, his kids were here visiting my kids over the July 4th weekend. Mm. They were here from Arizona. I gave them one job. Take this shirt back to your father. They left my house. They didn't take it. So now I got to mail it to him. <laughs> it's just kids are the worst. They just don't follow through with anything. By the way, we also have uh, a winner from the Photoshop contest. And uh, it's it's one of the peanuts and Cracker Jacks elite. We'll get to that a little later. Let's get I'm to glad the you, I'm glad you did not do this without me yesterday. We had a little confusion no, about who that, was going to be there yesterday. And I'm very glad that it wasn't done without me because I this was possibly. one of my favorite contests. This is your brainchild. This is There's my no contest. Yeah, exactly. Come on, let's, let's do it. Let's uh, let's get to that person there uh, in a bit. But first, Max Scherzer striking out 11. <laughs> it was a season high, 11 strikeouts. Uh, six shutout innings for uh, Max Scherzer. I wish the Mets had had some offense, but alas, that was not to be. Uh, but Scherzer looking good. I think this is very important, Welsh, because, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, from an investment standpoint, wagering all of those things in real life baseball, waiting and not pushing Max Scherzer with this injury seems like the right call because the Max Scherzer you got was the one you wanted. We joked before the season, right? Kind of half joking, but really serious. We're going to get 50 stars between these two guys. I don't think we're going to hit that mark. We might. Who knows? But uh, 
this is the Scherzer you need for the stretch run for your fantasy leagues. And certainly the Mets need him as well. Yeah. And you know, that when you were saying that, I was wondering to myself, when's the last time we didn't get that Max Scherzer? When's the last mm. not Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer? He is, he is the epitome of consistency when he's out there. He ended up getting 15 swing and misses. Nick Lodolo had a great performance as well, but Scherzer went in, had the top velo in the game. 15 swing and misses, which were um, tied for the most. Obviously, him and Lodolo did that. And he was just like right back at it. You know, the fastball was getting, uh, got 19 actual full swings through, five uh, whiffs on it in general. The velo was up. I mean, he looked fantastic. He is the epitome of consistency. And, and, and what makes him difficult, I think, for a lot of people, is these guys that are injured, you kind of have to rectify he is like right at the top. Like this is a guy mm -hmm. that's been out for a while and he goes back at the top. I've had the same question with DeGrom. What do you start doing with DeGrom? You know, for my rest of season ranks, <laughs> I'm putting him really far back up there. There's a consideration you can obviously have for the injury proneness that he's going to carry. But once he gets back out, you know, we, I know we're going to talk about him. We already saw him out in a minor league performance. Where do you go? Like, can you not Joe, can you not put Max Scherzer in your top five SPs rest of season after him coming back healthy and well, showing no, well, let's, let's do it right here. Alcantara. Yep. He's got to be in the top five. McClanahan. Uh, number one, McClanahan. Ver, I mean, Verlander has got to be in that conversation. Cole's got to be in their station. So that's four. And, and you got to get you Musgrove, Corbin Burns, like those guys. I mean, Max is in the top 10, but because of his age, and I know Verlander's, you know, 400 years old too, but because of his age, I think you have to at least, you know, bump him out of that top five, but he is, he is worthy of top five talent. He's worthy of top five consideration, but I, I have a hard time ranking him there. I am fascinated to see what McClanahan does in the next 80 innings. You know, yeah, that, the that's the one the thing year. about that. Sure. You know, everybody's on the McClanahan wagon right now. You know me, I'm team Verlander for the Cy Young. I have been all year. I'm not going to change horses now. But I'm fascinated to see, can he can he run the table here? Because if he doesn't, it's Verlander's award and it's it's yeah, going to be over. For the AL I'm telling you right so, now. So like in the clump, I think the mm -hmm. tier one clump is McClanahan, Burns, Cole, and Alcantara. That's like clump one okay. of consistency. And how do you not put Musgrove in but that? See, but that's my problem. So I think tier two is the Verlander, Musgrove. I think you got, even though in, in consistencies, we're talking about fantasy, Dylan Cease is going to kind of be in there with the strikeouts. He's been very um, consistent. Yeah, I'm probably forgetting somebody. But then my, my question is, does Scherzer go back into that? Because, you know, preseason, Scherzer was top two or three overall in SP. Sure. Misses time, but he's back and he's back at it. So what's the thing that moves him off? Is it that he had an injury? I mean, he's showing no ill signs. He's right back at it. And that's why I think there's always a really interesting discrepancy of these guys when – uh yeah somebody said wheeler wheeler could i don't know if wheeler's in that tier two probably no, in the next no, tier three so. he's but in that next grouping yeah is there an opportunity is there that trade acquisition opportunity out there when we haven't quite placed him back two more starts like this of scherzer and we're going to be like oh yeah we forgot he is one of the best pitchers alive even though he's mm -hmm. a million years old and you're saying verlander so easy over him i'm not even so sure i just think that the top four is a, is a clump that's theirs. And then that next tier of guys, which I think Scherzer has to go back into, mm -hmm. is open for interpretation. Verlander where has we a longer rank, season. Where we rank DeGrom when he comes back is a more fascinating conversation. It is a much more fascinating That's the one. I, let's save that for another day because we're going to yeah. have to fill time eventually. I think it's a much bigger uh, debate. <laughs> fill time. <laughs> we're going to have to do that on the day where we don't have baseball by the All-Star break time. That's that. Yeah. Where do we re – you know what? We should do that. We should do our official rest of season rankings 
Let's yeah. make that day after the All-Star break. That's what we'll do because there's no actual games to talk about. Nobody cares. We'll have more Photoshop contests. We'll have a mustache Photoshop contest maybe on the end, though. That'll be the next one. Sandy Alcantara was dominant over eight scoreless innings. Uh, this is a player that's not going to be on the Marlins much longer. I'm just telling you guys they're not going to pay him. It's just not going to happen. So uh, I would be, you know, there's certain things like you want to buy low on people. He's a buy high. In any keeper dynasty format, if you can get Sandy Alcantara for the next few years when he goes out and gets paid a ton of money. And this is, a, you know, it's been a fascinating journey for him because this was a guy that flashed this dominant moments. And I remember he used to own the Mets when he first came up. He would be stro- dropping 10K games against the Mets. Then he would struggle against other teams. But you could see it. You could see the talent was there and him putting it all together in the last year and a half. Just been unbelievable. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's hiding. Finally, oh my the whole run for the Rockies. Uh, so there you go. We're at one. There you go. You did it. <laughs> you did it. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Participation trophy for Chris Bryant. Uh, Kyle Schwarber hit two. Uh, continues to be a slugging uh, value all across the board in fantasy and for the Phillies. He was a great signing. I love this signing for the Phillies yeah. this year. Varsho had a three homer uh, game versus the uh, Giants there. Cedric Mullins reached base five times. And a lot of MVP chance for Jordan Alvarez uh, uh, and of course, he hit a home run yesterday too. So I picked Jordan Alvarez for five, six days. He didn't know. I was about run. to say, do you just have every him other day? No, yeah. but I picked him again today, which means he won't. So everybody, spoiler alert. Uh, but look, he's not MVP. <laughs> he, he it's he he can't leapfrog Otani, and it's going to be hard to to leapfrog Judge too. So I mean, that's a fun conversation, but it's not one worth having. It's cute. It's cute, Astro it's fans. Cute. Like not not to be You're demeaning adorable. or anything. Like it's super fun. Yeah. You're so adorbs. We love you. All your little cute things like, oh, you want to be a fireman when you grow up and you also want Jordan to win MVP? You can do it. Your name starts with a Y, but we say it like a J. It's so adorable. It's fun. I love it. It's so cute. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it was very swingers just then of us. Like we're just beating around the bunny. You're just like a big bear, man. Like you got these, bear. Claw, these fangs and these claws. claws. Right? You don't know what you to almost, do to this little you bunny. You almost got canceled for a second there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I knew. I know. I know. I know how to do it. I know how to do it. I know to do the whole bit. Claws. Uh, yeah. Injuries to talk about. Kyle Hendricks leave start with a sore shoulder. That ain't good. Uh, CT scan shows no issues for Craig Kimball's back. Uh, x-rays clean on Bobby Wood Jr.'s hand after he exited the game, so that's positive. But no MRI results yet for Frankie Montas, a shoulder. Yee, Welsh, Montas, go. Don't like it. No, I don't like it. One of the <laughs> top like, trade guys on the like. market. I mean, yeah. no like, man. I mean, I want, I want him to move on to another team. I want another team to curate him with offensive support and better defensive support and just, you know, anything that Oakland doesn't provide and a shoulder injury injury is a major worry. You know, this is something that could uh, completely derail the trade value. It could derail part of the season if it's even mildly bad. So I'm very concerned and obviously fantasy owners should be really, really concerned by the mm-hmm. results of this. This is the worst too for the A's because they looked like geniuses about three weeks ago waiting for the Montas market, right? They, they went ahead and they traded Mania before the season started. And they waited for this Montage market to build and it is built to a fever pitch. But then that one, you know, the injury just can just destroy it. And now they're going to have remorse if they can't move them or people, you know, get sketchy about the medical. You almost, you almost wonder if it's like something the reds would deal with, with um, Molly and Castillo. <laughs> like, I don't know if they move either or move uh, you know, only one, but seeing something like that, you wonder if it gives any pause to teams. Maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe kicking the tires a little bit on this trade market. I, you know, I don't think I talked about this with you. I might have mentioned it yesterday at Box, but we had a big discussion on the Sunday show on Sports Grid about this, which I have the brainchild of if you're the Minnesota Twins, you go out to the Reds and you get Castillo and Molly. 
You trade Royce Lewis Both. because ACL injuries are not what they used to be. You have, you know, you signed Correa anyway. So you're living there. Royce Lewis isn't going to help you this year. You move Larnick, you move Kirilov, you take back those two pitchers and you try to compete for that central. What do you think of that blockbuster concept? So you're doing Larnick, <clears throat> Kirilov, and Royce Lewis. I'm saying Molly here's three position player ready to go day one in your lineup, Cincinnati Red Guys on opening day next year. Uh, next year, I was about to say, yeah, one of well, them. Yeah, not, next year, yeah. Royce Lewis is going to be out for this year. But like three guys, you can say, okay, this is our rebuild. Here's our players we're going to rebuild around. And you get two legitimate front-end starters now into that rotation to go with Ryan and whatever else you can piece together who's healthy. What do you think of that blockbuster concept of going out there, not getting the one, but going for the two and just going all in if you're the twins? Because the Guardians are starting to come back to earth a little bit. The White Sox are still the White Sox. They, you know, they're like one step up and two steps back. I think the twins should go all in here and give it a shot. I mean, I agree that they should go all in. Would I do that trade if I'm them? I mean, probably two controllable young pitchers who are big strikeout guys. Uh, You have a formidable rotation now. The, the, the realism of that happening, I feel like the the um, Reds would need pitching back. You know, they've done it half decent job. They acquired they got this guy Joe Doyle. They acquired Connor Phillips in the offseason. They've got a couple of guys. They've obviously got Green and Lodolo to back off of, but they I wouldn't say they have a ton more. So they would need something back. The Twins don't exactly have tons of pitching, but they got this kid Jordan Blazovich. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm picking I'm you know picking hairs here. Like maybe. It ends up being Royce Lewis and Kirilov, and then maybe they trade one of those pitching prospects and another young yeah. guy. At the end of the day, yeah, I would do it if I'm the Twins. I think it helps Make both. it happen. I'm, I mean, a, I'm, I'm a Kirilov Reds. believer. I'm a Kirilov believer. I'm a Royce Lewis believer. But you got to go and all Royce in. Spend the money on Korea. So you might as well. You might as well move him. I mean, he showed you. Well, some as long as Korea comes back, level. though. If Korea doesn't come back, well, I think that's the not. caveat. The caveat is if you go and you win, isn't that an easier sell to Carlos Correa to come back? I, no, I agree with that. If right. you come so in, it, you, it's yeah, it's sort of point. you know chicken and egg in that sense. Like make that move. You're Minnesota. Go ahead and make go all in. This is your opportunity to win the central and maybe be the front runner next year too. Who knows yeah. what's going on with these white? I mean the white. I mean Aloya Men is supposed to come back and everyone's waiting for her to come back and everyone's looking at each other. And go, what's going on here? White Sox are. Just it's a really interesting right. concept of like Royce. Maybe do Josh Winder and then one of Larnick and Kirilov. I feel like the team would want to keep Kirilov. Um, you know, I'm I'm just big on him. He's really starting to turn the corner. Power's getting back. Mm-hmm. Major contact guy. Just a super smart kid. I am too. But, but I don't look, think it would hold it up. I don't think it would hold it up here. No, but Larnick, Winder, and Royce would probably know. be as you know as good. Castillo and Molly put okay. you in the conversation that if you got in the playoffs with Castillo, Molly, and Joe Ryan. You have a puncher's chance. Yeah. You just yeah, you do. do. And and you would have and you would look good next year too, because those guys are, I believe, both controllable. Neither are free. I, is Molly free I, I believe I that's know. part of the problem that's yeah. keeping Castillo and Molly not from being moved, is they're they're still controlled. We're not even through arbitration, I think, with Molly. And that's and, why you have to give them yeah. not prospects. You have to give them major league ready young talent that's pre-arbitration. They can get in there and and go ahead and you can sell that to the fan bases like look, Lodolo green that's the future of our pitching staff hopefully those guys become who we think they can be i know there's been some struggles this year but they're kids and then you build around this young talent and that's what you try to do that's that's what i'd like to see it's a fun conversation we just spent more time on the twins than we spent all year on the twins so good for them Uh, let's let's talk about this updated top 100 prospect list uh looks a little different here uh just came through from major league baseball number one riley green had himself a nice night francisco alvarez the catching prospect for the mets is number two uh, and for all you dynasty people out there, all you keeper league people, he just moved up to triple a last week. 
Uh, Corbin Carroll of the Diamondbacks was number three. Grayson Rodriguez at four. Gunnar Henderson at five. So the Orioles have two guys at four and five in the top five. Mon, yeah. uh, Moreno uh, for the Blue Jays at six, the catching prospect there. Jordan Walker for the Cardinals at seven. Anthony Volpe at eight, who I actually got to see play in person a few weeks ago over in New Jersey. It was That's very right. fun. Good player. He reminds me a lot of Pedroia he, in, in that like skill set wise. And the way he turns on the ball, he's very Pedroia-esque. I see a Pedroia-esque career for him. Uh, a little bit stronger in the lower half, a little bit thicker of a kid. Pedroia was very slight, especially when he was young. Uh, Luciano is nine for the San Francisco Giants, and uh, Marcelo Mayer is 10 for the Red Sox. And I cannot wait for Mayer to make it to the big league so that Mike Mayer can get a Red Sox mm. jersey that has his name spelled wrong. That's what I'm. Oh, that for. would be great. Absolutely, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, this list, you know, here's the funny thing that always happens. This is why one of the reasons I jumped in like four or five years ago in you know making sure I was curating a list that was prospect centric for fantasy, and I go out and see lots of these guys. I try to I try to incorporate best I can from you know watching video to studying stats but also seeing them in person but translating is always the goofiest thing the very first episode of prospect one i ever did was a jonathan mayo and we had this discussion where mm. at that time you know i've said this a million times it was like Ahmed rosario was like three overall in their prospects and i was like okay but you know this is heavy on defense if it was just about offense he's like oh he'd be in the 20s so it's something that people have to rectify when sure. you read these type of lists because right. here, the thing that jumps out it's is about baseball two, not about fantasy necessarily yeah but, but there's two know. catchers two catchers on the top <clears throat> right. 10 but i mean this is relative to mine where well, i was, have riley it would have been three if rutchman didn't get called up 100 <laughs> you have all these catchers uh, i mean i have riley green at one i've got corbin carroll at two gunner henderson has jumped into my top 10 jordan walker i think i have at four or five volpe so i mean i've got like half of these guys inside of my top 10 here so this you know is a solid list but what will happen and this is why these are important as well is as much of us that you know pay attention to eric cross or james over at rotowire or myself mm -hmm. and my list at in this league.com there's so many people that live and die by these type of lists by like pipelines right. or baseball americas so it's good for you to know the value of some of these sites because that might help take advantage or create more value you know you have more value in gabriel moreno or francisco alvarez than the fantasy market is giving you with pipeline so that might create a better trade mm -hmm. um That's you know for you to get some more assets Really good point. I like that. Here's another uh, interesting piece I want to talk about. Uh, this came out on SNY, which is the Mets uh, television network. Uh, Andy Martino uh, wrote a piece. Uh, it says some league executives speculate that if DeGrom returns throwing 100 miles an hour, he could tempt another team to offer a contract above what the Mets consider rational, quote unquote. Um, so hmm. there's a lot of people thinking that, you know, that the DeGrom opt out might mean the end of DeGrom for the Mets. Uh, is that something that you think is true or do you think potentially, I know it's kind of early to talk about this, but it was very provocative. It's getting a lot of traction, especially in the New York area right now about, you know, is DeGrom going to opt out and how far will uncle Steve go? Because it's a real question as talented as he is, how much of an investment do you want to make? Even if you're somebody who likes to throw money around. I just don't know if um, there's any team on a lower year base that is going to beat the Mets because mm. I assume no team is going to come out and give, cause how old is the right now? 30, 33, yeah. 33, something 30. like that. Yeah. Sorry. So, okay. Uh, I actually, we should probably know exactly how he is. Cause this is important to my conversation. So what I'm well, going to say, I, I'm I in the midst of football, NFL, he's 34 MLB crossover. Okay. So my brain is mush. So he's 34. <laughs> 
34. I think the best you could <clears throat> logistically get from a team, and they would obviously tier the the years, is maybe five years. No team mm-hmm. is going to go. You know, maybe you get that Brady thing where you get into 40. I think it's a five-year contract is what you can get. Now, that even makes me believe, I don't know how a single team from an annual basis over that amount of years, the problem that teams have is all these stupid contracts are 10 and 12 and 13 years now, and teams get decimated. The Arizona Diamondbacks decimated yeah. themselves by mm-hmm. the Zach Granke signing. They had to, lit- Paul Goldschmidt is off of the Arizona Diamondbacks because of the failed Zach Granke signing. It's a fact, and uh, the Diamondbacks haven't even disputed it. So you know you can dismantle your entire team by those contracts, but four or five years does not even if you look at three years, I don't know a team that's going to go on a, hand, a higher annual per year basis than the Mets. Cohen will just drop the cash. He'll drop whatever they have to drop to keep a guy like him with the Mets. So this is fun to speculate. I think it's a weird article. If he returns to throwing 100, guess what? He did. He threw 100 in the minors. He still has the same injury issues. No one's going to give him over five years. How does anybody mm. beat the Mets pocketbook? How? I, pressure from an organization that thinks that like you, we got to go in and take a shot. And, and I guess that's the one to me. Um, I mean, looking around that landscape, I don't know. I mean, if Kershaw doesn't come back, do the Dodgers try that? Dodgers are great the Dodgers point. Doing it. Like, I'll tell you that there's no chance in the history of base. There's no chance that the Yankees <laughs> could offer that the Mets. Thank you, Dr. Glenn. There's no way that the Mets <laughs> would let the Yankees out by them in this scenario. So that who is are the other teams. The Yankees there's no are, chance. The Dodgers are the one to come to mind because of, again, the, the, I think that Kershaw was like one. one more ride off into the sunset. And then when Kershaw is gone, it frees up money and it frees up a rotation spot and Walker Bueller's health is questionable. <clears throat> so there's a, there's a lot of pressure there because you've yeah. made some heavy investments in Mookie Betts in Freddie Freeman, that if you don't have a pitching staff, it's, it's all for I not. just don't know if they can with the money they've spent positionally, if they could even, oh, but, but Kershaw comes off territory. the books and with Kershaw off the books, I'm trying to think there, there's another um, piece there too. I mean, I think, I don't know what Turner, didn't Turner was an option. I could be wrong. I guess another guy that was getting like, I think they can make it work, but more importantly, they might have to, because once you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. There's yeah. no way the Dodgers can't continue to, you know, be all in with the I think the Dodgers can compete, but mm. I think at the end of the day, you do have a Mets team that has stood behind Jacob deGrom. They're mm. not afraid to spend money. They brought him in a 1B, 1A starter in Max Scherzer. They've got the offense. Mm. I just don't see a scenario. The best thing working in favor of the Mets here is the time, is the amount of years on the contract. I think that works greatly in their favor because if there was a team like the Cardinals and he was 32 years old and they say, screw it, we're going to give him 10 years and we'll just you know front load a little bit of it and the two years are out, okay, maybe things change. But in this scenario with four or five years maximum, I just don't see it. I, I see and, the you Mets know, it's funny. him funny. Here's Brian in the chat saying that you know the Dodgers will have to pay to keep Trey Turner because he's a free agent this year. Now, I don't know if they're going to. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out flat out hmm. and just tell you, I could see them going another direction with that potentially. And and if the nationals are serious about keeping Juan Soto, it would not shock me if the nationals decide to go back out and try to bring back Trey Turner. Because oh, I, th- I thought you were going to do the whole Juan Soto. Did you see Juan Soto bought a house in LA, a little TMZ action. He bought a $7.7 no. $7 million house in LA and people well, were photoshopping Dodgers he, on him. He ain't going to the Dodgers. I mean, why would he buy a house in Los Angeles? What? 
I, so, I mean, could you f pick a worse market to buy a house in for just every reason, well, taxes and price? And No, but if you've got a lot of money and you want to see it grow even more, real estate in Los Angeles seems like a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I, no, I mean, I guess when you, got, when you got 400 million coming in the wings here, you can pretty much <laughs> do like, whatever you want. Well, I'm so. going to put 10 million in this house and in three years it'll be worth, you know, 17. Okay. Like, that, yeah. that's a good investment. Yeah, I might have waited. I might, I might wait a little bit once. So, Mike but, hey, he's got, got a real estate guys. show coming on HGTV uh, where he just goes in. And what happens is um, they redo the houses. And afterwards, he hates everything that they've done. Ooh, OK. He hates everything that they've redone. It's terrible. It's like, you know, you know you, the, this open concept really, you know, it's it just makes the house feel cavernous. I don't like it at all. You know. The basement game room, you know, didn't turn out the way you wanted to. You can't fit the ping pong table. Everything is everything about it's, the remake of it is terrible. I like it. It's I called House Flip Off. It's called House Flip Off with Mike Mayer. <laughs> I like it. House Flip Off with Mike Mayer. Boom. And he does this. Yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah, do exactly. It, do it this way. So we both blurred hands. The same way. With a blurred like, can hand. Can you lean in? You got to lean in the other way on the YouTube channel to lean in oh, on yeah. the box. There you go. There's the screenshot. But everybody. then there's, there's got to be like a blurry hand in the background somewhere. Oh, my God. All right. Let's get to uh, this day in baseball history. 1989, despite retiring on uh, May 29th, Mike Schmidt was elected to the All-Star Game for the National League as the starting third baseman. Isn't it fun, the voting? It's so fun. <laughs> and the best part, then Jose Caseco, who hadn't played a game all season because of a wrist injury, was also elected to the All-Star Game. Neither played in the game. And it no. just was a reminder that. Stupid nonsense has gone on in the All-Star game for many years. Yeah, that's a joke. That's well, it it's is. a fan voting is always a joke. Speaking of All-Star game, how about a little trivia? Which player has the most All-Star games as a Marlin, as a member of the Marlins, who has been in the most All-Star games? If you know the answer, drop it in the chat of Fantasy Pros MLB. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to run through. Yeah, you can guess. Miguel Cabrera? That is incorrect. Juan <clears> Pierre? <throat> no. I have no more guesses. All I have right. no more guesses. Josh Beckett? Stop it. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> I, have no I have no more. All three were very good guesses. Uh, I was hoping you would say Jeff Conine, but uh, uh, no, it's not Jeff Conine. Okay. No, uh, it's actually a pretty, I mean, you're going to hate yourself when I tell you the answer. Here's uh, your stat heroes from yesterday. Alcantara, 10 Ks, eight innings, scoreless, six innings, scoreless for Scherzer, 11 Ks. Nick Lodolo, eight Ks, no earned runs, four and two third. Uh, Alex Kirilov, who we mentioned before, three for four, two dingers. Kyle Schwarber, same thing, two home runs. Max Muncy with a nice bounce back game after being terrible on the weekend. Two for two with a home run. Uh, Haggerty had a home run. Nathan Lowe hit a home run. Cedric Mullins had a great night at the plate. So did Austin Riley, three for four with a bomb. Corey Seager, three for five with a home run, who I just traded for a couple weeks ago. He's getting there. Uh, Alex Bregman, three for five with a dinger. And Alednis mm. Diaz, the same mm -hmm. thing for him. Uh, looking at the chat, I see some uh, Mike Lowell, also a very good one. Uh, but no, it is not Mike Lowell. It is not Luis Castillo. It's not Jeff Conine. It's not Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, I'll give you the answer after the zeros. I'll give people a little bit more time. Nick Pavetta. I'll take the L. I told everybody Nick Pavetta. That's on me. I'll take it. It's fine. Uh, Nick Pavetta, seven earned runs yesterday. Not good. Michael Kopech, not good either. Six earned runs. Kikuchi, four earned runs. It was a bad night at DFS, folks. Sometimes you eat the bear. Sometimes the bear, he eats you. Willie Adamas, 0 for 4. With three Ks, Adolis Garcia, both 0 for 5 with three. Cody Bellinger, old reliable, 0 for 4 with three Ks. Uh, I'd like to hear a podcast where Cody Bellinger and Blake Snell just talk to each other. Like, that sounds awful. We're just like, hey, man, did you see this? No, bro, I didn't see that at all. That's so cool. Yeah, man, I thought so too, bro. Like, that's that's the podcast we need. 
I think I think you just described like eighty percent of podcasts in general. <laughs> yeah, Yo, welcome it, in, man, bro. Did you see that the other day? What man? Crazy. I don't even remember, bro. Ooh, Dude, did Ken bro. just get it? I th- did Ken just get it there? Did Ken just get it? Ken did get it. Hanley uh, Ramirez. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw it, I, I told like, you. Ooh. Hanley Ramirez, the most Marlin all-star game appearances. There you go. All right. Mm-hmm. The other hitter zeros, uh, Reese Hoskins over five, two Ks. That's okay. He's been red hot for a month. No worries. Eugenio Suarez over five with a K and then oh four two K club. Alonzo, Cabrian Hayes, Jonathan India, Francisco Lindor, Lindor, Trey Turner, and Jonathan VR. What a terrible season for Jonathan India, right? I mean, this has just been, man, yep. you just want to punt it. Like you just want to say, it's come a, back it's next gonna year. Be big old post hype. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back into next, next year. year. He's yeah. going to come at the best discount for next year. But it is a. I buy him everywhere in keeper leagues right now. On the G. me too. <clears> I think he's a great, <clears> buy, great low buy in dynasty. Right yeah. Let's go do that. All right, uh, it's time for a little betting pros with BetMGM, the king of sports books. Bet ten dollars, win two hundred on any bet, regardless of the outcome. When you use the promo code leading off, that's one word leading off. BetMGM.com or download the app and bet responsibly, but. Use the promo code leading off tonight. Jordan Alvarez, one and a half total bases, plus 102. Jose Barrios uh, at BetMGM is four and a half on the K prop. Mm-hmm. Um, that is tenuous, but I think you can get over that. Uh, it's against Oakland. It's it's dicey, but at minus 145 either, I think you put it with something else. If two things that are really good locks, I think you could make a nice little parlay with that. And then Jose Ramirez at one and a half total bases at plus 110. Well, she got some uh, prop bets for everybody. What do you got? Yeah, I like your, I like the Jose Ramirez one. I would probably <laughs> put that on my card. Uh, strikeout prop Joe Ryan, four and a half versus the White Sox. I believe they're over nine strikeouts over their last three games, though they are good on the season total. Last three, they've uh, opened up a little bit. I love me some Joe Ryan and Freddie Freeman total bases. He's hitting over four nineteen in a career versus Jose Reyna, and it's minus one hundred five. It's essentially even money for two total bases, a double, a homer, two singles, whatever you got to get. Mm. Good track record. It's a little BVP, of course, but um, I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman. You know what? I almost picked him for my home run call, and because I'm so mad at Jordan Alvarez, I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman today. That's I know what you I have. got Freddie Freeman, and you know That's what? what? It's time that you and I be together and can celebrate okay. together tomorrow. Let's let's have a let's have a good day together. Let's, let's, we tonight's going to be a good night. Okay. Tonight's the night. Tonight. <laughs> Freddie Freeman's going to light it up. All right. Uh, Before we get to the DFS, I promise this. So here it is. This is the winning image. Uh, We've saw there was a lot of great entries, but I told you this week, we pick a winner. We're going to get this person a hat. He's an OG also. And he was laying in the weeds. And then he finally showed us this Mr. Buster. Look at that. Oh my goodness. Look at that. The Ryan Fitzpatrick, because not only did he give us the hair, he gave Joey P the beard and the open chest hair. So all of that together, that, that is, is spectacular. A look. Just say. Yeah, that is a look. I, I, I think it's a great choice. I still personally love my guy. One time boom King who's on Twitter. His uh, something about something Joey. about Mary was very good. That was my favorite. I think that was my favorite, but I sure do like that. Look, that is quite the look there. The Joey Fitzpatrick. The Joey Fitzpatrick. Here's the home. Sounds, run like, board. A, sounds like a singer from NSYNC. Everybody knows Joey Fitzpatrick. He's such a good lad. He's a good fella. You should get to know Joey Fitzpatrick. Uh, home run later board has still got to high Cobbies at the top there at 31. So no change there at the top of the board, except Mike Mayer still there at 26, which is terrible. So we got to get Mike Mayer out of there as fast as possible. All right, uh, let's get to the DFS section here. <laughs> uh, Luis Severino, 
Uh, I was Joey Fitzpatrick. What do you want? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 9.1 K for Severino on DK, 10.1 from Aaron Nola, uh, 9.3 for Christian Javier. And then Brian Bellow is 5K. He's going to be very popular tonight. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a Brian Bellow secondary arm, but Christian Javier at 9.3, Aaron Nola 10.1. If you can make it work with those two guys, I would do that. It's a kind of a very very tunnel vision tonight in DFS two things as it's it said bio it's very confusing because it's it looks like bellow it said it bio, bio Brian that, bio. That's on my and, and I like it because this dude hits a hundred and yeah. he's gonna light it up for early innings and I think you know I didn't even see now that I'm thinking about it I didn't see his K prop on here you should look at yeah you should and look at if what it that is, is I bet it's, four and a half I bet it's three and a half on over. FanDuel Gold but up. I will tell you, a lot of these books don't like to get these high minor league strikeout guys on the books early. Spencer Strider didn't. But if they do and it's four and a half, take the over on bio. Yeah, I'm sorry. It is bio. It's like I said, it's uh, it's, a, it's one a of those names in the brain right now. For yeah, me. like um, Luis Isle, G-I-L. Like it's, it's, on FanDuel single pitcher site, you can have a Severino lineup. He's a little cheaper. I still prefer Javier on the strikeout total. Uh, and then Aaron Nola at 10.5. If you want to go in cash, that's fine. Uh, and, and I said last night, it was not a good DFS day. Uh, you know, part of the show is we always give you something. It was wrong. Tonight, we make it back. Keep it simple. Yankees, Phillies, Astros, Dodgers. Those are the lineups to look and target stack-wise. And you got some value in there. Aaron Hicks is 2.5. On uh, DK 2.4 on FanDuel. Didi Gregorius is 2.3. Derek Hall is 2.8 on DK. And Jake Lamb is cheap on both sides too at 2K on FanDuel and 2.3. So free square against the righty who's not very good in Urena. <clears throat> you know, give it a shot. You know, just get get in some of those better lineups that have some good matchups with some of the cheap guys. Phillies have some cheap guys. Uh, Yankees bottom of the order. Astros bottom of the order. And of course the Dodger bottom of the order is pretty cheap. So like I said, I'm going to hold hands with Welsh and we're going to go with Freddie Freeman. And uh, Mike Mayer is going to be back on Mike Trout today. So there you go. There you have it. So any other final thoughts for our, uh, our peanuts and cracker jacks before we call things out? Uh, Bogman and I are going to be on uh, our Twitch, twitch.tv slash in this league. If I could give a little uh, promotion there, we're doing some live stuff Monday through Thursdays, nice. um, a little bit after this. So if people want to come check it out, today's our first one playing. It's a fun games. It's fun fantasy stuff. We're doing so twitch. Not only that, the secret show coming up. I, I got a little taste of it yesterday after the show. Bogman mm. showed me with the reels and I had some hilarious. It's basically like ridiculousness where we're going to watch reels and make comments on it. I'm all yeah. for that. I told him I want to be on all these because this looks like a good time. I want to get. Oh, my God. You totally. I would love it if you were. Yeah. And and it's it's a fun live stream stuff that then hour two of it goes to our Patreon where we'll be doing podcasts and stuff like that. But yeah, the ridiculousness side (sighs) is fun. I can't wait for that. So go check out the ITL army on Patreon and that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for the Welsh. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Let's do the poll.